My name is Ian, and I am a pub quiz addict. Um, this is a Gamblers Anonymous meeting. I used to have a quiz team with some friends. Okay, you're carrying on. We were called insert pop culture related pub quiz pun here. It was great, but I made a bad choice. What was that choice, Ian? One of the friends, a girl called Jo, she's been trying a hand at stand-up comedy. She struggled at first, but finally she won a place in the quarter-final of the Gafoy and Griffin comedy competition. It clashed with my local pub's regional Uber pub quiz tournament. I, I don't even know what Uber means in that context, but that only made it all the more tantalising. And you picked the quiz. I'm ashamed. I have an overwhelming urge to prove myself on the field of quizotic battle. Why? Because of him. Him? My longest rival. The Moriarty to my homes. The Disraeli to my Gladstone. The Elmer Fudd to my Bugs Bunny. And I knew when Mick announced the Uber quiz that it might be my one chance, my one chance to defeat him. Tell us about it. Okay. Here goes nothing. Let me tell you the tale of my adversary, Ethan King, and the night I finally faced him down. Quizmasters by Aidan McCaffrey. Episode 6, How to Assemble the Perfect Pub Quiz Team. Ethan. Ian. I think your phone is ringing. So it is. Sorry, new ringtone. I should really change it. Hello? Ethan and I had been nemesi as far back as I can remember. It culminated in my first year of secondary school. It was 1996 and we were finalists in a charity Going for Gold mock-up. We ended within a point of each other, but he won. Afterwards, blood was spilt. The feud turned violent. Oh no, an ice cream van went by and several kids gashed their knees in the rush. Oh. Sure. I understand. Maybe next time. Bye. Quizzing alone again, Ian. I was supposed to be bringing a girl, but she just bailed. Stood up? What fantastical excuse did she use? Washing her hair? No. You are going to lose to me. Ethan, the king. King. You remember my brother, Joel? Hey, Joel. Ian? I have no doubt you will win, Ethan, if you insist on cheating like you did at school. Talk about a sore loser. He's still on going for gold after all these years. I won fair and square. You could never have known that basalt and granite were examples of igneous rocks. That was third year stuff. We were first years. I guess that's what happens when a first year mind comes up against a third year intellect. Who do you think will win tonight, Ian? The first year fumbling around trying to connect his Bunsen burner to a rubber gas tube? Or the third-year genius classifying types of sedimentary rock into groups with the swift ease of a Vegas blackjack clerk dealing in the tourists. Two things. First, I had hypoglycemia, which caused my hands to shake, which is why I always had difficulty connecting the Bunsen to the gas main. Second, you're going down. Cheating doesn't pay. Apart from you cheating at going for gold. That paid quite handsomely, I remember. A £5 Ryman's voucher to buy the stationery of my choice. Those fountain pen capsules kept me going for months. While you were still writing homework with a biro, like some council handout pleb. 
Biros, though cheap, have a vastly underrated nib. Only a vain fool would mistake price for quality. Only a nib would say that. Nib or not, tonight I'm going to win this quiz and you and your brother will have to change your name from King to whatever the term is for a fallen king. That won't happen. I just got 500 business cards with King printed on it. And there's more van? And there's his van. It says King Plumbing on the side and wasn't cheap. Whatever, the King is about to lose his crown. Hello everyone and a welcome. Feel free to start the picture rounds in front of you. It's photos of exit wounds from famous suicides of the last century. Identify the suicider a further point each. The fighting talk started even before the first question was asked. Two names. The Kingslayer. Tonight, Mick, I hope to bathe in the spilt blood of a royal. Okay. The Kingslayer. Tonight, Mick. I hope to. No, 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 just the Kingslayer. The other bit was just fighting talk. Uh, Table two. Solid! Solid as an igneous rock! Cool like magma, hey, Ian? Actually, igneous rock is the magma after it's called, so that don't make sense. Shut up, Joel. Table three, can I have your name, please? Ethan was always two steps ahead of me, and that extended beyond the quiz. Still working in TV, Ethan? Yep. Junior apprentice now, currently filming. I look forward to seeing your boom mic fall into shot because you were an amateur with a weak forearm. Won't happen. I do 500 push-ups a day to avoid such mistakes. Professional. It's a good series, this one. You'd like it. Asia Kid wins by proposing the TAMDOM, the world's first fully functional contraceptive fluid absorber. I bet on that Asian kid and ended up losing £500. He dangled the bait in front of me and I took it like the stupid Barry Betslip that I am. It's okay, Ian. Let it all out. And then the quiz started. As usual, it was a close contest. For every one question he bested me at, I could trump him with another. Our areas of expertise were different, but almost evenly matched. Capital of Uzbekistan. Astana. A Labour Prime Minister from 1929. Ramsay MacDonald. Author of Jaws. Peter Benchley. And of course, it came down to one thing. Sudden death. And the answer to the final question. Bandungot is the Filipino name for which fatal condition? The answer is sudden death syndrome. Which means that we have joint winners this week. The Kingslayer and solid as an igneous rock. Would you like to split the prize? Or answer a bonus question to find the winner? I think you all know which one we went for. We stepped up and faced each other, eyeball to eyeball. I will toss a coin. The first person picks a subject from the cards in front of me. If they get it right, the next person then does the same. However, if you get the question wrong, I will offer it over. If they get that right, they win the game. Do you understand? Yes, Yes, Mick. Heads or tails? You can be tails because you'll be leaving with your tail between your legs. You can be heads because you've got the head of... Thick. Shut up. Here goes. Tails. Ian, you're first. Please uh, pick your subject. 
I was sweating. I could feel Ethan's eyes burning holes in my skin. I couldn't afford to lose. So I picked something easy. Television. Playing it safe. Understandable. A small subject for a small mind. The world of game show presenters. Damn! What a stroke of luck. I'd practically been raised by game shows. I'd never missed an episode of The Weakest Link. The UK Challenge logo was burned into the phosphor of every telly screen in my house. At one point, I even had an unexplained crush on Mr Chips from Catchphrase. Here's the question. Which Irish radio presenter presented the BBC One game show Going for Gold? No! From 1987 to 1996. You were a quiz addict. You'd taken Ethan on in the Going for Gold fundraiser. Surely you knew. You'd think, but something happened that had never happened to me in a pub quiz before. It's... It's... Come on, Ian. Let's get this over and done with without the theatrics. It's... Oh, my God. Have you blanked? It's on the tip of my tongue. Irish presenter, game shows. I can't get Roy Walker out of my head. Now I'm thinking about Mr Chips. Damn, this is not the time for swooning. (laughs) You've totally Bobby blanked. Loser! And on such an easy question... Ten more seconds, Ian. No, I can't get it. Oh, Mr Chips is doing things to Roy Walker in my mind's eye now. Five seconds, Ian. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) No, no. Time's up. Sorry, Ian. Yes! And now over to the other team, who I think might know this. Now you're playing catch-up, Ian. The answer is Henry Kelly. Solid as an igneous rock takes it. Yes! Now you're playing catch-up was Henry Kelly's catchphrase, incidentally. They should have used that on the TV show Catchphrase. Maybe then you'd have known it. We're off. See you later, Kingslayer. (laughs) Same time next week, Ethan. And allow you to take this victory back? Don't think so. We're never coming back here. Never. Bye, Ian. We're solid. Solid as a rock. Ian, I need your advice. I will be looking for a new moniker with which to lead these nights from next week onwards. What do you think of the following names? The Fact Fuhrer, The Trivia Caligula. Father Quizmas? Pope Franquiz I? Quiz Daddy. Ian, are you listening? Quiz Daddy. Ian? Ian? But I was gone. Too lost in the bloodied pool of my own defeat to hear him. I had lost. Would this lead to me losing my friends too? Well done. It took a lot of strength to live it out. Thanks for that story, Ian. We can relate to it. We've all gambled and competed at the cost of personal relationships. That's what defines us as addicts. The important thing to remember is that even though you picked Ethan over your friend's show... You can still make it up to them. No, you misunderstand. Joe's stand-up show hasn't happened yet. What? That story I just told, that was six weeks ago. The week before, insert pop culture-related pub quiz pun here, formed. To clarify, I think I'll have to establish what happened next. What did happen next? In order to defeat Ethan, should he ever show up at the Lamb again, I decided to assemble the perfect pub quiz team. A team of old-school friends, the same friends I may lose tonight. And this is how I did it. (laughs) 
There are five things every good pub quiz team needs. The first thing is a history buff, and I knew just the man. Niall, my valiant friend. Ian, long time no see. Come in. How goes it? Oh, I've been better, but nothing you should worry about. What's this? My latest passion, antique 1920s trading cards. Well, I knew you were a history nut, but wow, that's quite a collection. Yeah, these cards are originals and incredible. The nearly century-old dust on the paper, the historical intrigue, the connection to a past as strange as another world, plus they've got tits on them. Monsieur X's erotic flapper girl trading cards? My mum got me into them. Uh, not the erotic ones, that came later. As I would realise, pornography is not a modern invention. It dates back to the invention of the first photograph. As soon as photography came, so did we. Dry spell. Dry than the goby, mate. Not for want of trying. I feel like a bonobo who's downed three triple espressos and volunteered to hand out towels at an FHM calendar shoot. It's the stats. If it wasn't for that hole in the airing cupboard door, I'd need a refresher course. What are you doing next Monday? I don't know, but it's likely to involve these flapper girl cards, a tub of olive oil spread, and enough friction in my palm to power the motor and a low-energy hedge trimmer. Do you fancy being part of something special? Go on. It's called the Kingslayer Initiative. I had an idea. Some people die believing in such ideas to bring together a group of remarkable people. So when we needed them... They could fight the battles that one man never... You're assembling a quiz team to defeat Ethan King, aren't you? I really want to beat him. Oh, I don't know. You can get quite competitive. I don't want to be your enabler. I'm not that competitive. Yes, you are. You once drew out a game of Trivial Pursuit for 30 hours. On the same night you broke someone's thumb playing Thumb War. Twice. Same person, same war, different hand. I did feel bad about that. You refuse to play top trumps unless there's cash involved. I do not. So I don't owe you £20 from that James Bond villain's top trump off then. OK, I am quite competitive. Do you have that 20 quid, incidentally? Wish I hadn't mentioned it now. I'll just get my wallet. Here's your 20. You've dropped something. Oh, I got it, thank you. Are you OK, Niall? Yes. No, I'm not sure. What is it? An omen. Really? It looks very much like an unused condom wrapper to me. Exactly. It's my emergency sheath. And? Look at it! It's got more dust on it than a spat-out piece of chewing gum in an abandoned Edwardian loft. Move away the dust. Let's see the expiry date. Bit more. Bit more. A little bit more. And a little bit more. It says, best before end, February 11th, 2013. That's just about six weeks from now. Yes, and as sure as I have a full head of thick brown hair, that's a sad indictment of the record of my recent and not-so-recent sexual history. That and the scorcher marks on the airing cupboard. Well, don't worry, Niall. It's just a dry spell. We all have them. A very long dry spell. I should probably go. I have to do some more recruiting for the Kingslayer initiative. It's a shame you didn't want to be involved. I'll let myself out. She's sure. Ian? Yes? I never told you about my mother. She's gone now. It, she wasn't one for advice. But on her deathbed, she did impart something to me. She pulled me in, and with a dying breath, she said a sentence I've never forgotten. She said, son, never let a Johnny become an antique. I literally have no idea what to say to that. This quiz. Will there be girls there? 
and I had the first member of what ended up being called, insert pop culture related pub quiz pun here, my history buff. Granted, his motives may be dubious. He'd admitted choosing the subject at uni purely on the basis of a picture of a naked boudicca riding on horseback on the prospectus, but he was my history buff. The next thing any good pub quiz team needs is someone with a strong knowledge of popular culture. However, the man I had in mind for this role would be harder to recruit, for he hadn't been to a quiz in a long time, and as I was about to find out, with good reason. Ian, I appreciate the offer, but I quit that game a long time ago. Come on, Ollie. With your mind and my mind and Niles's, with our two minds, we'll be unstoppable. I'm happy now. I've, I've got a good life here. Mr Ollie... Thank you for helping us rebuild the well. Now our people don't have to be thirsty in the dry days. It's okay. Ian, those quizzing days are long behind me. In the world of pub quizzes, I can't make a difference. Ollie, we need you. And in honour of your efforts, the elders would like to make you an honorary chieftain of our village. I'm honoured. It's over, Ian. I don't need quizzes. I've got everything I need right here. What, in the DVD rental store? They have over 400 titles, including the one playing now, An Englishman in Africa. It stars Rafe Fiennes as John Ollie, a banker who helps plumb an Ethiopian village following a record drought. You are a good man, Mr Ollie. The sound on this TV is exceptional. That, that's great, Ollie. So what do you think? Uh, three stars. It's too long. No, about the quiz. You say you've got everything you need here, but what about a woman? As I said to Niall, there will be women there. It was a woman that drove me away from that world. You never did tell me why you stopped quizzing. It was 2009, the end of my third year at uni. Her name was Jackie Aparte. Telling, Aparte, as I would later discover, was an ancient Greek spirit of deceit. We were in love, or so I thought. I booked us a weekend in Southport to celebrate our three-month anniversary. It's the Paris of Merseyside, or so I'd heard. I asked her to send me the coach booking details. She must have replied to the wrong message, but she sent me the question and answers for that night's union quiz. I suspected her of sleeping with the union quiz master for at least six months by that point, so I posted the question and answer sheets to him with one amendment to the questions. I changed the last question to who is Jackie Aparte having an affair with? The quiz master didn't even realise until he'd read it out. Cold. I stood up, pointed at him and left. Every question on that quiz paper is now tainted for me. The year Ghostbusters was released. A famously mulleted presenter of CITV's Fun House. Oh, um, Fun House. The actor Michael Keaton's birth name. Ollie, you should come. You can't live in the past. Coming to the quiz will help you put the Greek goddess of deceit behind... Pat Sharp! Pat Sharp was the mulleted presenter of Fun House. Yes! Sorry, that was really bugging me. And Ghostbusters was... 1984? 1985? No, 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 it was 1985. Sorry, we were talking about you, sorry. As I was saying, those quiz days... Sorry, I can't let it go. Uh, What is Michael Keaton's birth name? (sighs) Michael Douglas. Wow, who knew? Next customer, please. Uh, Just this DVD to return. And which film are you returning? Hunger, starring Michael Fassbender. It's shit. In some parts, literally. What were you expecting? A rom-com starring Fassbender as a left-wing vegan activist who falls for Jennifer Aniston's corporate fast-food executive... At least that's what Niall told me it was about. You were had. I was. How come you're so desperate to have me on your quiz team anyway? Your pop culture expertise. Oh, oh, go on, come to the quiz. I can't. Apart from anything else, I have a date that night. That's why I rented Hunger. 
It had two smiley emoticons next to it on her profile. Who are you recruiting next? Rose. Rose? Is that wise, given the Thumbgate debacle? Thumbgate? Rose's birthday at her parents' cottage? The games room? Mm. Oh, oh. The competitiveness? The ambulance? The children? Yes, yes, I remember. I'm just surprised they gave it a title. Be thankful that's all they did. They could have pressed charges. What's Rose's specialist subject, anyway? Topical and current affairs. Look, Ezra, I'm not going to lie. I may have come here under false pretenses. I didn't ask you to meet me to talk about career opportunities at your newspaper. I asked to meet because... Oh, I think you're really cute. I see. I was reading your editorial, saw your photo and thought, wow, I've just got to meet him. <laughs> Sorry if this is too forward. No, I admire your go-getting attitude. It's good to know that we're circulating among the Gentile community too. Uh, what made you pick up Young Jews Monthly, incidentally? Are you uh, interested in current affairs? Uh, converting? Socialising? Israel? The Middle East conflict? Yeah, let's go with that one. <laughs> I have the almost final draft of the latest issue with me, if you want to read it. Are there pictures of you in it? Uh, yes. Uh, one on the uh, letter from the editor page. OK, then. Good lead. His fall from grace is a bit sad, isn't it? Uh, whose? Paul Gascoigne. From the look of this, he's been, what, uh, exposing himself in public or something? Oh, shame there's no photo. We don't cover celebrity matters. Which headline are you looking at? This one. Trouble as Gaza Strip standoff continues. Oh, what a tragedy. A life tormented by drink. The word is Gaza. Oh. Uh, oh. I need to go. Uh, you should keep the issue. You might find it informative. Bye. Oh, stupid Rose. Oh, Rose, I was just looking for you. Oh, hey, Ian. What's up? You look down. My obsession with a particular brand of ethnic man has just led me to making a fool of myself. Second time this week. The other day, I heard someone talking about strikes on Tel Aviv. I thought a football team had signed a new international goalkeeper. Oh, I need to stop chasing men so desperately. I keep making an idiot of myself. Maybe you should try abstinence for a while. I don't know how getting hammered on 70% alcohol is going to help. It would likely only make things worse. Abstinence, not absinthe. What's that? Oh, doesn't matter. I know what will cheer you up. Next Monday, you, me, Niall and maybe Joe, pub quiz, slaughtered lamb. What do you say? Uh, not sure. I'm still annoyed with you for breaking Ella's thumbs at my parents' house. Oh God, why is everybody fixated on that? Because she was nine! Oh, my poor niece. Once again, I'm very sorry. I'll come to your quiz, but don't let your competitiveness fragment the group again. Okay. FYI, I've hired you for your knowledge on topical matters and current affairs. How did you make a fool of yourself? Oh, I accidentally, um, revealed my age. <laughs> How unladylike. And finally, speaking of unladylike, I came to my last recruit. The final thing any good pub quiz team needs is someone with a clear head and sober mind to keep everyone on task. And I knew just the girl, Joe Normington. <laughs> Oh, thanks for getting me a bowl, Ian. That's OK. Just let it all out. Can you hold my hair back? <laughs> Too late. Don't worry. It's matted your hair into a nice punky quiff. You're pulling it off. What are you doing drinking alone in your flat on a Thursday evening anyway? 
I was trying to write stand-up. I thought I'd have a couple to loosen up my comedy muscles. I think you've had more than a couple. I haven't. Look. Oh, yes. Two empty bottles of high-strength Russian vodka. I stand corrected. Sort of. Well, I feel better now it's out. How come you're here anyway? Recruitment drive. Pub quiz team. I have three members so far. Rose, current affairs. Niall, history. And you, you are my sober... Oh, scrap that. You are my go-to on TV comedy. How come everyone else's expertise is somehow connected to the university degree? Except me. You went to uni? Yes. Where did you think I was between 2006 and 9? I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. Doubled over a toilet seat? Ha, ha. I was a hard-working student. Look, I even have my degree framed on my wall. Oh, so that's what you studied. <laughs> I'd have never guessed. Uh, why is the certificate so crumpled and yellow? Oh, uh, I spilt beer on it at my leavers ball. Mm. And urine. Oh. It's behind glass. It's fine. Also, I don't think a third counts as hard-working. Does that not mean I was third in my year? No. Anyway, quiz next week? I can't. Uh, it's my parents' 30th wedding anniversary. Yep, 30 glorious years in the sack. <sighs> well, I'm, I'm going to go, unless you still need me to hold your hair back. No, I might try and get the other side this time so the punky mat pattern is symmetrical. Good thinking. Ian... I have one question about the quiz. What's that? Will there be prebubescent children there? Obviously not. It's a pub. Good. Wouldn't want any more broken thumbs. <coughs> and so it was. I had my team. Despite Ollie and Joe's nose, all five of them would indeed show up at the quiz. Five. A number that has held great significance throughout human history. The five pillars of Islam. The five books of Moses. The pentagram. The famous five. For Ive. The 90s boy band who had such hits as Slam Dunk the Funk and Everybody Get Up. That's quite a story, Ian. But there's one thing I'm confused about. You recruited all these people, but none of them displayed the skills you were looking for. Why? Because they're my friends. When is Joe's gig? One hour from now, as is the Uber quiz. You should get off. You'll be late. Here I am, the crossroads of Lamb Street and Farmer's Hand Avenue. Do I turn left into the molested lamb to face a rival I would do better to forget? Or right, to see my friends and support one of them on the most important night of their life? I've made my decision. That was episode 6 of Quizmasters, written by Aidan McCaffrey, starring Ben Cordry as Ian, Esther Eden as Rose, Scott Joseph as Ollie, Aidan McCaffrey as Niall, Sarah Summeray as Joe, and Rafe Beckley as the Quizmaster. Other parts were played by Jack Thompson, Rachel E. Thorne, and members of the cast. Music by James Hall. It was produced by Ben Cordry. <laughs>